Derek. How's it going? It's going great. Welcome to episode two of Beyond the Curve. We're sitting in the Toy Hauler studio tonight, but look at what Derek has done. Derek has decorated the studio. We have signage from Jeremy Martin, Cole Seeley, uh, James Stewart, Martin Davalos, Blake Baggett, Adam Cianciarello, a name from the past, Matt Bachelia, oh, yeah. uh, Kevin Windham, and Justin Brayton. And we've got Derek's got his. Derek is a motocross guy, so Derek's got jerseys of with his name and number on the back. I'm an off-road guy. We don't have that, but I did bring something to the party. I do have a Josh Grant signed jersey, and I have. I'm an old man, so I have a factory Phil Lawrence jersey. That's from Orlando back in the '90s. It's all cool stuff. Everything here you see is signed. Every single piece is autographed. There's many many more along the way but i figure we better give ourselves a show tonight well i want to officially welcome everybody to beyond the curve uh episode two um this episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter because there's there wasn't as much racing we got detroit we have an ftr hair scramble and i did a little something different well for me as you'll find out later on as we go through the podcast i went to sebring 12 hours this weekend so um Let's jump right in, man. Let's jump right into... Oh, and also, we have Dade City. We got the amateur Pee- Dade yeah, City. Yeah, amateur Dade City. So, let's jump in. Where where you want to start tonight? Let's hit Detroit. Um, that's still fresh in my mind, because that, right. that was quite a race. Yeah. This so, this series is nuts. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, we got how many winners now? Um, I think we're up to four, right? Well, we got Webb, Sexton, almost AP... Oh um, we're, man, we definitely got we, we definitely got a conversation going on about that. I feel like we, I might cry on that we one. Got old Tomac and Roxon. Roxon, yes, that's four, just four. Are we going to get five? I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, I, I'm hoping so. But that, yeah, that, that track was gnarly. It looks slippy, hard packed. Um, it's really technical, and them guys are dealing with that cold. I mean, yeah, I, I felt bad for the mechanics in that race where they're swapping out parts inside the trucks and then tight quarters i couldn't imagine it i mean i need room to work and those those poor boys that was one of the things i wanted to touch on was man i've been to cold races as a participant which i'm sure being from the north you have yeah. as well but to be at that level and then all of a sudden you're confined to your hauler because it's so cold you can't even work outside yeah. and i mean i think of like star yamaha phoenix phoenix racing they're not a big team and they had two guys in the yep. main, so it's like that's tough confines. And they're they're getting working like a foot, a foot and a half in between them toolboxes. Yeah. I mean, there's not much room to work, especially if they got to pull motors. They got to. Yeah, it's. I I wouldn't want to do it, but um, getting into that, that Hayden Deegan, Jordan what do you th- Smith. What do you think? What do you think? Let's go here. If we're going to talk about the teams, let's go here. Obviously, I'm not a professional team manager by yeah. any means. Um, if I was though. Them boys would be sitting down getting an ass chewing because there would be none of that. That was at, in my mind, that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, Hayden in his his interview said, "You know, Rubbin's racing, baby, and you know where that was a racing incident. That was not a racing incident. That was a hundred percent preventable. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors in that team. Yeah, but for Hayden to stop when he did on that the third altercation." And to literally stop and try to plow into Jordan Smith. And then Jordan Smith just hitting that kid. I mean, absolutely out of control. There was that, I mean, that was way over the line. I mean, and you, Ricky Carmichael, who is a team manager, was a professional racer. And that guy said he's way over the line. And I, I 100% agree. I mean, there was 
There was no call for anything that happened in that race. Those boys would have been sidelined. So is it three wrongs don't make a right? Because I'm of the opinion, I don't think Jordan did anything wrong until the the last, last hit, one. The hit that put him down. Yeah, the hit that put him down. And what that did was screwed him up all night. Because at that point, he's pissed off. His whole his whole night's pissed off. He went down, what, four more times, three more times in, yeah. in, in that, that heat? It's a heat race, for one. I mean, let's add that in, that it's just a heat race. Yeah. So now he's into an LCQ, which he shouldn't be. And then he, he's, his mind isn't even, like we said, this this is a, not 100%, but pretty close to 100% mind game. Yeah. And when you're that pissed off, I mean, look at look at his performance in the LCQ. It was terrible. It was it was pressured, pressured, yeah. more pressure. He's just angry. Yeah. And and I guarantee I guarantee there was some chatting in that in that that Star Yamaha truck because you could tell he was more angry. Yeah. When he went out to that LCQ, and then his and his performance showed he was terrible. In the road racing world, they call that seeing red mist. Yeah. Like you're seeing red. And I Battle guess rage. I guess my problem I I have. Yes, those incidents are going to happen. There's probably some bad blood during the week. They're trained together. I guess I'm curious how much of a pull Bobby Reagan runs that team. And mm-hmm. they have managers and, and so on and so forth. But how much pull does Brian have over the operation of, hey, you got my boy, and I'm bringing a lot of publicity to that team. I mean, it's it, they, they were saying it's a three- to four-hour wait for autographs for, for, for Hayden. Yeah, and... To me, if I was a team manager, I mean, if I owned that team, that that would have nothing to do with it. I got Eli Tomac. I mean, yeah, Deegan's a big hype, but there's a lot of good racers on that team. Yeah. I mean, they they got a stacked team. I mean, look at uh, Nate Thrasher, yeah. Jordan Smith. They're all up there. So, yeah, for for a rebuilding year, it doesn't look too bad. And for a kid that I gave a chance to, who wasn't even supposed to race this year, yeah, yet, I mean, they let him through to that debut. I mean, I I still give. Story. I'm all a lot of credit for his his credibility. I mean, he's still a young kid, though. I mean, nothing against him. I'm I'm not a huge fan of him. Just the, just the just the being a kid, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is 17 years old. Yeah, but you get a lot of these other riders that are the same age. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the maturity of Jet Lawrence. Yeah. He's 19, but just look at you can see the difference in the kid. Now he's got four years race experience already, pro experience. So there's a lot of factors that play into it but yeah what what happened there I wouldn't have had any part of that now we go hard on him but I'm going to say this as a former coach I may not like what I saw but then you take it to the main and he rides to get third yeah and he made a very mature pass on Jeremy Martin he yeah. stood him up he didn't t- that that's a that's a super cross pass what he did to Jeremy yeah. Martin was a super cross pass. The block moves, the checking, all that was actually super cross moves, but you did it once. It's like you said, it's the heat race move on. But he came back from that because I'm guessing that truck was not a fun place to be. Not. And to come out and finish third, that's it's pretty good. It's well, pretty solid. When you could you could see on the camera when um, Hayden was driving, riding his bike back to the truck. You could see how white his face was. Yeah, I mean, he knew it was coming, and you see, that they just they just let him into the truck. Yeah, I mean, those boys both got sat down on that couch, and yeah, it didn't happen again. And, and, and there's not much to say because Hunter, Hunter's he's on a different level. Like he just managed that. He managed that. He yeah. managed that race. He he led it pretty much from start to finish. And uh, the 250 East Side. I, I, I feel so badly for Hunter because, like most of us, we're watching the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And 
What do they do? It's Hunter. We're racing the East. And guess where they pull up? Let's see how they compare to one another. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, man. Let the kid, let this guy be his own person. No, it's, and it's nothing but a competition between them two. And it's, but between them two, it's not. Yeah. Like, they're out there having fun. Yeah. And, and Jet will tell you over and over again. We said this last week that he's, I'm getting too much media. Yeah. I don't want it. It should, it should be about Hunter right now. And here next week, it'll be about Jet. I mean, yeah. let the coasts have their coasts. And then when they come together here in the East-West at East Rutherford, yeah. let them duke it out there. And Jet even said, like, I think Hunter's going to beat me. If you listen to the Future MX podcast, he said, I, I think Hunter's got me. Yeah. Because he's just he's just riding that well. I'd like to also point out, I haven't listened to the, the post-race interviews yet, but from what I gathered... Hunter kind of Dave Iser who's a legend in this sport and the media side kind of went after Hayden a little bit because uh, Jordan Smith's a local guy for them they're from Georgia Jordan Smith's Georgia it's you know they're a southern guy there they kind of Dave Iser went after uh, Deegan a little bit and Hunter defended him and I I I hate to give them more positive press yeah. But the Lawrence family, the way that operation runs, they're racers. They're in the business of racing, and they didn't come from, and nothing against Deegan. Deegan came from a family. His dad created this for him. Yeah. The Dazzy, as everybody calls the Lawrence dad, yep. he created this for them, but not in the same no, level. They, they give up everything. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they were living on a pool table. That's Brian, Brian Diggin built his way up to what he was. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy's a legend. He's always going to be. But they didn't have it. They don't have it like the Lawrence. No. Does. They mean, do now. They do yeah, now. Now. But it's because of the kids, not because of the... Yeah. Yeah, that said that wrong. Because I don't care how much they gave Hayden. If he didn't have the skills, he wouldn't be here. Correct. <laughs> but the money sure helps. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. the money gets you a long ways. Where the Lawrence, you know, Dazzy, he gave up. They gave up everything. They sold their house. They, yeah. It was the either you win or we don't eat yeah. type of type of mentality. I mean, it paid off, but but they still they don't have that. Well, I guess they have the chip on their shoulder, but they don't come across to society that they have a chip on their shoulder. No, they're they're really good kids. I mean, they're they're awesome racers. Yeah. They're what they're doing is it's fantastic, and I wish them the best. I mean, I'm a, I'm an avid Jet Lawrence fan. I love the kid. I love the kid. I love how he raises. Like I said last week, the kid can ride a bike. So. And I know we talk about the top a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump down a little bit. What a ride from Chris Blues. Yeah. PC finally has something to cheer about. Um, the uh, both Phoenix Honda guys rode well. There were Jack Chambers, our local See, guy, our is, local guy. You, you took the words out of my mouth because that's where I was going. You know, Jordan Smith might have might have had this little chip on his shoulder, throwing a whole fit all night. But yeah. look what did for old Auburndale J- yeah. Jack, uh, Jack Chambers, and I, that was an awesome ride by him. I mean. For him going down in the what well, it was the the heat, but I want to because I, of yes, I want to talk about that though because I know I suck. I am a low B, high C level off road racer. I've never raced Supercross in my life. I've never raced at the level of a Jack Chambers, Jesse Ansley, these guys from our area that are pursuing it. Yeah, but I also feel like sometimes I I want Jack. I want so badly for. Not a James Stewart, Ricky Carmichael. I want a kind of one of the home home guys mm-hmm. to to grind it out and make it. Whether that's just become a solid top ten guy, yeah. 
what the hell was he thinking when he... Everybody goes to the inside, Jordan Smith's crashing, and Jack, all of a sudden, just... I'll go to the outside and crash on top of him. Like, yeah, I, I feel like there's... And that's where I, I have to be careful because I'm 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 just being a fan. It happens quick. I mean, yeah. you have split second to make a decision. So, in the off-road racing, it's a lot slower pace. I mean, yeah. it, it can be fast, but there's only a few lines you can take yeah. off-road. Um, coming from my perspective and riding this kind of stuff, you, you literally have a split second to make any decision in that race. So, everything is made on split, split second decisions. Um... There was a lot of bikes going around that turn. Yeah. What I... I wasn't in that track, but had I been... I mean, from that perspective on the TV, I think... From what I've seen, I thought he could have made it too. But he washed his back tire out, and yeah. the bike goes over at that point. I mean, those berms are loose on the top. They're, yeah. They're, there's no grip. There's no nothing. It, it looked very pebbly. Yeah, you're not getting top. traction yeah. on top. So, had he went inside, I mean, everything would have been fine. Now, now I dug on him. But what a heck of a move to stop Jordan in, it, that, in, in that the LCQ. Racing. That was that was big boy. No, you're not taking my line. Yeah. That I was like Michelle and I both were sitting on the couch and it was like, now nah, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna lie. I did not pick him in fantasy this week because I was like, <laughs> dude, I got he got me in Daytona. I feel good, but I just didn't feel. But man, that was a big boy. I'm proud of you, Jack Chambers, for that move in the LCQ. Good job. That was awesome. And we got another 17th. And, and what's it going to take for him to get into that 15th through 10th? Because he's got speed. He does have the he's speed. His nerves. I think his nerves. Yeah. I mean, you watch the kid ride. He's good. He, he makes smart decisions. That was an awesome fake. I mean, yeah. going to the inside and pulling outside hard. I yeah. mean, he knocked Jordan Smith on his ass. Yeah. And it, it, I, I thought it was fantastic. For one, to see him to go through. Yeah. For one. But to see Jordan go down because... I had no. There's nothing about me that wanted Jordan to get into that, and into I, that main because he just the way he acted yeah. all night, like that all could have been prevented. Oh yeah, yeah. He he but, he lost his brain. I don't fault him for losing his brain, but he's mature enough. He's he's a veteran enough to not make those mistakes. Yeah. And I will say on a fashion side, hey Jack, the seven gear was looking good. I would look more like the Michelin Tire Man wearing that gear, <laughs> but I like that gear. That gear looked good. Yeah. Um, so on the 250 side, that's really all I had. I was really happy to see some of the guys that we haven't really seen making uh, mains or or diving deep into the main. There were some great names up in the front in the top this weekend at the main. Um, anything else for you on the 250 side? Um, honestly, the Max Dancy was a big one. For yeah. Me. And his story about moving from Belgium yeah. just to make a go out of here. They were literally on their honeymoon. And we can either go back to London or we can go to California. And instead of flying back home to London, they flew to California. And he's been here ever since. I mean, look at him. He's he's making moves. He, he really is. He's And he's a really respectable kid. He seems like a happy guy. Yeah, he's he, there's nothing... See, he can get angry. I mean, yeah. there was last weekend, I think, he, he got a little mad. But he's he's not like... He's just—he's happy to be here. He's, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, Michelle. I, I really enjoy the guys. Michelle was a little frustrated because that was her all-star pick and <laughs> four points, you know. And, um, but yeah, I felt bad for him because can you imagine just like rolling around? I, and I, I never actually heard what the problem was. They were speculating. At one point, I thought maybe he had a flat tire. Um, 
shifter brake something it, something it looked, was it, it looked like the bike wouldn't shift yeah and the way he kept looking down at it, I don't know if it was bent and stuck under the case or what but yeah I mean that, and that caused him to to bail out of that but it was a it was a sucky ride. I mean, he was doing great yeah. until that that until that incident. But um, yeah, the, the only other thing that I had um, on the LCQs was that gate drop. Yes, it was wicked. How did I they mean, all make it through? Not one person got hung. They up. They hit it, but it, it went yeah. back down because it only came halfway back up. I've never seen anything like that in my life. That's that was wicked because yeah. there's a compressor that runs them gates, and I don't know. If I mean, because it was simultaneously. It wasn't just one side. Yeah. You know, both of them worked perfect, and they bounced right back up. I was impressed they all got over it. I mean, I can't believe that nobody out over the bars. So but, is that, and actually, okay, on top of that, I thought it was super impressive because you get this in other sports now where you know, you'll have in the NFL, you'll have, like, the rules guy come on, and NASCAR they'll have, and golf they have the rules guy come on. I thought it was amazing. That's the first time, as far as I ever remember seeing, they had an AMA official come on and yeah. discuss that. I thought that was on top of it, and it was quick. I've seen it in a couple other races with the, the staggered starts. Okay, and the, but um, to explain that full restart, any any kind of gate malfunction, it's not a it's not a fair race. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it screwed a lot of those guys up because of it. But um, yeah, for him to get on there and explain what was happening, and I think that's great. It's great for the sport. I, I know that we talk about the sport, and we are a niche sport. I mean, for God's sakes, we're doing a podcast and a toy hauler. You know, we are a niche sport. But the fact that they're throwing these, there's now the logos on the starting line, and yeah. and they're working on some different. There's different stories. There's more media than ever. Um, but the fact that the rules, the AMA rules official, and what's really cool is they were talking about Jeremy Martin last night, and they actually said he's a two-time national outdoor champion. Mm-hmm. They never, until this meeting, they never would have said that before and I thought you had something about Jeremy you wanted to talk about well, Jay March just said that was an awesome yeah. ride I mean I, we got him up there autographed that boy used to I mean I thought his days were coming to an end mm-hmm. I mean he's he's always he's a smart rider he's he's a vet I mean the guy knows racing but he's just he's been mid-pack this this whole season and to, to pull that out was that was awesome I mean he he capitalized on the the Deegan Jordan Smith thing but um it doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, he he would he played it smart, and like he's like he said in his interview, like boys, it's just a heat race. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to capitalize yeah. on it, and he did, and that was a great ride. And same same in the main. I mean, he yeah. did awesome. Yeah, I think he, and I think I wonder what it's like for him. I mean, he's approaching his 30s, I think, and he's 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 getting up there, and uh, to be battling a 17 year old kind of phenom, and like two weeks in a row, basically, or two out of the last three weeks. That's been the reason you're not on the podium is because of this 17-year-old kid. Yeah. And I'm actually the one in Daytona I was actually surprised because he knows better than what he did in Daytona. Yeah. This weekend, Deegan did a great Supercross move on him. But, like you said, Jeremy's, what, fourth in points, fifth in points? I mean, mm-hmm. he hasn't finished a season in years. So yeah. the fact that he's just kind of plodding along, he's got he's got a heat race win, he's got a... Uh, one of the triple crown wins. I mean, he's actually having, he's stacking up a good season. I don't know what that means for him going outdoors because I really feel like outdoors and the 250 class may be one of the best series we've ever had bar none. Like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. We're not going to have Jet Lawrence in there, but... Um, You're going to have Shimoda back. Yep. And, you know, Jet's moving to the 450, which the 450 is going to be fun too. Yeah. That, that kid can ride a 450 just like a 250. Yeah. So, 
But moving on to the 450s, that I mean, that's where most of our talks are going to be because we got, we got the, Bar, the way Barsha was riding was awesome again. Has he cleaned it up? I think I think he's trying to change himself. I do. I know everybody gives him shit. Did he find Jesus in a week and a half? I don't because know, like maybe. literally, he's but the kid's riding. Yeah, I mean, he's not even kidding. We're, we're the same age, but yeah. he he's riding a lot more consistent. A lot. I mean, he's always consistent, but just clean, yeah. clean passes. And he had a he had his line that he had going to the outside of that dragon's back was just phenomenal. Yeah, nobody was nobody was doing that except for him. And his speed through that thing was just out of this world. He was lagging in the whoops a little bit. I mean, he was he it looked, he he'd get on top of them, and then he, the last few he'd start start huckabucking a little bit. It looked then, like it looked like a lot of guys started losing some speed. If you watch, because sometimes, well, minus Jordan Smith that one time through the run, but a lot of guys were kind of they started strong and it kind of they lost a little bit at the end. It there, like the end of it was real yeah. hard and just just gnarly, like. Like always, these these whoops this year are just yeah. out of control, and I mean, what? There's got to be a point in time where these these guys talk to the start work crew and be like, "Listen, you know, we, we're an entertainment sport, but I think we can calm it down a little bit." Like these guys are getting hurt. I mean, when you got guys, the top guys in the world that are struggling, yeah, something isn't right. They're building amazing tracks, but I I think they are. Like last year it was Atlanta when Hunter was that triple. There's a big trip on Atlanta, and he cased yeah. it real hard, and everybody was struggling to hit that thing. And I know, I know for a fact in that race that they had to talk to the Dartworks crew because Jet Lawrence threw a living fit when Hunter wrecked, and then they tamed the track down. And I think maybe, I think unfortunately for one of these riders, they're going to end up getting a reality check again. Yeah. Somebody's going to go down hard, and then, I mean, they're built like I said, they're building amazing tracks, but I, I do think they need to tame, at least take a couple whoops out or. Or something, because these tracks need to be rideable for all levels of racing, because we don't just have the top guys out there. Yeah. So I don't think every week that the lower level pros should be jumping the whoops. I think they should all be able to hit them. So I think they need to tame this track, tame these tracks down just just a hair. Well, there's there's a couple thoughts there that sometimes the simpler tracks make for better racing. Now, I'm going to throw this to you because the PGA, and I think the RNA too, the two rules committees of professional golf and, and amateur golf, they are doing, they're, they're rolling back the ball. Like the PGA, the, like these pros, we don't play the same. We all play the same equipment, but we don't play the same game. Yeah. Is there anything wrong with, hey, you're a pro. We're going to, we know the level... We're going to roll back the bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's what the, these manufacturers want to sell and everything. IndyCar. IndyCar only has two... Man, they, run a, they run a spec chassis. They, they, there's one manufacturer of a chassis. Yeah. Um, so is there anything wrong with... And it won't happen soon, but is there anything wrong with saying, like, hey, th- they've talked about spec tires and all that kind of stuff and shorten the knobbies. That's not for general public. I don't... I don't need to know that. I actually don't need to know that. I don't care. I don't care if you say we're all running 400s, but just based on the 450. I don't think the general public's going to care because now, if you noticed in the main, the 250 started doing that single over double in the rhythm lane Mm -hmm. that the 450, there was nothing on that track that the 250s weren't doing that the 450s were doing. So 
why do we have to have these 450s? They they're, they can't. If you actually listen, if you go quietly listen, they're never on the throttle. Not just where Yeah. You know, and that that's how it is with everything when it comes to 450. 450s are just too much power. Yeah. They make them just for this, really. And I don't say we need to go two strokes. I'm not I'm not all, I'm not all about that either, but but maybe there is something like, hey, we're going to dumb these bikes down. Yeah, but these bikes are also so built. Yeah. That, I mean, when you got a 50, 60,000 dollar bike rolling around. Yeah. We don't need that either. I mean, put these guys on stock bikes. Then we'll see who rides. Yeah. I mean... Well, they have to run... They can't run stock suspension on No, but they're all talented. I mean... I don't know. It's it's just like every... Look, the amateur level. You know, at our level, with my kids, you got these kids with the PW50s that are just built to the nuts. And why do we need that? Or these Stasic bikes, you (laughs) know? We run the CGM series on these these new Stasics. We got got a Stasic 12-inch. We got a 16-inch. And all over Facebook, all these Stasic sites and all the races, they all got race tuners in them. And why can't these kids just be kids? Yeah. Like, what? why do we have to build everything well, like there, that? Like, there, there's something about learning how to ride th- to the point that the machine actually is affecting you versus yeah. you can't ride to the level of that machine. Yeah. And um, I, I, I've been at that point in life where years ago I was racing an 06 CRF 250. And I would run that thing till there was nothing left. Yeah. And that's when you know that you've got to do something because it's slowing you down. And though I'm still winning races on it, I could have been dominating races on it. It's, I've always been that kind. Of, I don't need, as long as i got suspension and my bike's taken care of, you know, I'll put an exhaust on it. But I don't need everything, you know. Yeah. I don't need big cams. I don't need to mill my head and, you know, run race fuel in them. Yeah. Why waste all that money? Waste that money on going to other tracks and waste your money on experience yeah. you know training yeah i can't argue with that i mean I, I i i'm not good but my uncle my 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 cousin used to race uh amateur did suzuki he's like he you know amateur stuff mm-hmm. and he told me he's like hey if you ever get into racing there's a lot of stuff you can waste money on get your suspension done right for you and then you'll know when you need to do engine work to your bike mm-hmm. but otherwise just get your suspension done you're never going to be able to touch the power of these bikes. And, I mean, I look at, like, we listen to Barsha. We'll go back to this direction. We listen to Barsha, and, like, he's on a 450, and he's... And then you have a guy like Tomac or Sexton who you barely hear them. Yeah. And so these guys have adjusted their riding. Um, but we'll touch on that more, But and that could be a podcast in itself. Barsha rode great. Um it was nice of us to finally learn that Tomac had been having some neck issues, and I don't think he was 100%. I also think that two years ago, Tomac would have these rides where he'd finish 12th. And I think now it's he finishes 5th or 4th, or by God, he got on the podium this weekend. But he's not riding. He's like, I'm at this level. I'm going to ride here. If you pass me, cool. I mean, the guy thinks a big picture. That's We're getting back into that experience. Yeah. He's mature. He's he's one of the the most experienced rider out there. He's smart. Yeah. I mean, why put why push your limits and end up ruining your whole season? Where a lot of these young guys, they'll wreck out mid season because they're pushing their limits. And Tomac is smart enough to not do that. And like you said, it, he would get the he'd get the twelfth places. You know, just a few years ago, and now now he's so hyped up that. Well, he got a fourth. What's wrong with him? Yeah. 
He just had a bad day. Or he I just mean, didn't feel comfortable, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's he's where he's not going to push the limits. Like so, then but you have Sexton who still does push the limit. He rode beautifully. Is that penalty going to hold up? Because that, that, I'm I'm reading both sides. Have you heard anything? If that is the penalty, because Webb even brought it up on the podium. Like, but Webb's like, I was waiting for the penalty. Yeah, I think it's going to stick. I mean, clearly the red lights were up. Yeah. Red lights are up. You don't jump that jump. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of you guys don't race Supercross. Never raced anything of that nature. But you get medical cross flags. You're rolling. You jump. It's penalty. I mean, the clearly you could see the the red lights were on that double, and that's a big double. Yeah. And he, everybody else was rolling in front of him. I don't know what he was thinking to to do that, but I don't see why it wouldn't stick because it should. And I mean, I'm. I'm impressed that the kid rode an entire race without yeah. going down. Yeah. He rode a good, just consistent race. And, I mean, that's it put him on top. I still I still wish AP would have won it. I mean, I got a, I got gonna, a big story about AP. We'll get into that. We're going to touch on him, but I want to get through, like, some of the more. The Cooper Webb, uh, for those of you who don't know, I came from the tennis world. I am not a I am not a Rafael Nadal fan. I don't – never really liked the guy. But we cannot argue with – the tenacity and what success he has. I, Cooper Webb, is the Rafael Nadal yeah. of Supercross. The guy is just, he didn't qualify good. He didn't have a great heat race. He And all of a sudden, he's in second place. And you're like, where does this come from? He brings it when he needs to bring it. Yeah. I mean, the, he's always known for that. He, he, the kid rides when he needs to ride. Yeah. And it shows every week. Obviously, last year, fighting with the bike and I mean I think we touched base on this last week too it's I don't think that's I think Cooper Webb if, if he's got if he's got the bike right he's there and he, he brings it when he needs to bring it and, and with his last championship I don't he hardly won but yeah. he was so consistent that that's where it puts him and that's look where he's at he's got the red plate now yeah. so I think he's going to be... I mean, this, this championship race ain't over by any yeah. means. Um, Chase losing seven points, obviously, is going to be a big hit. But puts him down... I think it puts, it'll put him down 17, because I think it was down yeah. 10. He's still in third, because, yeah. what, the, the fourth place is... Over a race behind. 37, yeah. or something like that. But it's just that, that tenacity of... And then you have Tomac. Tomac did Tomac things. He finished third. Uh, I think Barsha, Roxon, they put on good races. Like, they they did well. Um, and it was actually, if you really look, they weren't that far off of uh, Tomac. So no. there was there was some good there was some good racing going on. At one point, when Plessinger had that massive lead, that second through fifth it was awesome. Oh my! Yeah. They're they're going through traffic. They were. I was like, this is fun. Like if you're watching this as a first time, you're like, this is what this is like. Yeah. Oh my god, this is amazing. But uh, and, and the top five guys in that class are just stacked. Yeah, I mean the, the whole class is stacked to begin with. But the top five, top six right now are just—they're all competitors. I mean, they're—they're they're all there and ready. They're—it's good. It, the rest of the season is going to be awesome because it's so close. It, it is right now, in my opinion, it is a three-way championship battle, and I don't—I don't know who's going to win. I, no. I, I I would put money on Cooper, but yeah, Tomac ain't done. And Tomac is my favorite for just no other reason than I, I just, I just like his grind. I mean, I, I, I just no. like his grind. He, you never hear from him. He's a quiet guy. I know you see me on this, but 
I'm really just a quiet, reserved guy, and I just kind of feel like I, I'm not confrontational. I feel like Cooper and Sexton, they got a little chip on their shoulder. I don't really run that. That's not my thing. So they do a lot of whining. Yeah, I mean the, those two boys together are sometimes a lot to handle. But they're so but, damn good. It's like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to watch them. But if it was on my heart, I'd rather just Tomac win. But I know it's not going. It's going to be hard to wrangle that away from Cooper. Like he just. Yeah. They, like he's like he's like a a dog on a bone, man. You give it to him, and he ain't giving it back. And he's on it now. Yeah, so, and he he's got the confidence where I don't think you're gonna kill Tomac's confidence, but it's I I do think it's playing a part. Yeah. I mean, he's getting whooped right now compared to what he was. I mean, he's not getting his ass kicked or nothing. What do you think about the fact that they lapped up to eighth? It's just like last week we got, yeah. got up to ninth. I mean, it's impressive. And uh, let's go into AP because. Aaron Plessinger, that was an amazing ride. And oh. for him to lap that much and to pull that kind of lead, yeah. I still feel bad for the kid. So that right there, um, the James Stewart where you marry me would be my wife, signed that. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that for yeah. us in here. And everybody can see it. Um, back in 2014, we watched AP. So Detroit is AP's home race. He's from Hamilton, Ohio. Um Obviously, he's not from Michigan, but it's his closest yeah. race. In 2014, we got to watch him ride Detroit before he went pro in 2015. And the kid just lit up the stadium. That actually happened on the exact same night. James Stewart signed James Stewart where he married me, and she got stuck with me. I, she did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. He is, I think he is single now. Uh-huh. I told her to go after it. I mean, I, mean, I think he was single. As long as the ex gets to ride the track once in a while. I mean, we can we can work something. We can wash cars. Yeah, yeah, we can. I mean, that can be in part of the divorce agreement. I'll figure it out. <laughs> That's a story for another day. But yeah, um, that happened the same night, and you could tell he was just on it. You know, you know, he had family, he had friends yeah. there, and he was destroying that track. He I was, mean, he was going to win. He, I I really Sexton wasn't going to catch him. No, he was going to there win wasn't that race. A chance. No, there, and. For him to get launched like that, and like he said, you know, I didn't stand up in that rut the entire race, and the one time that I thought it was okay, I get launched off. Yeah. And I felt terrible for him, because it's just one of those events that he, there's nothing he could have done yeah. about it. I mean, he could have took a different route, but that that's the main line right there. That was a preferred line. That's the line he'd been hitting the whole time. He's trying to hit his marks, you know, just finish that race. Yeah. And he did everything right, but he stood up, and it, it, his foot caught, and it launched him, and... That, that was, was a, a nasty hit. That was a crazy... I, I, There's so many things that happened. The fact that Michelle brought up, she's like, man, did you see his last second, like, tuck? Like, he tucked. He tried to tuck and roll. Yeah. And, and we, as a kid, we always learned to tuck and roll. I used to hit some gnarly jumps. And you know you're not going to make them. On an 85, we're hitting the stuff that the 250s wouldn't <laughs> hit. And you know you're not going to make it. You just tuck and roll. And you're usually fine. Yeah. And. I think he would have had he got over that that little knoll, he yeah. would have been fine. But the the face of that jump caught him, and that had I mean that had to hurt. I, I appreciate the fact that the emotion got to him. He just went over to the the tough block, and I think he was shook up, but yeah. also the emotion. And then he's like, "Oh wait, I got to finish." But then the bike was destroyed. Yeah. And, I mean, he he could have finished the race, like you said. He had half yeah. a lap to go. Yeah. It, he could have finished the race. He should have finished it. But emotionally, I get it. I mean, that yeah. is just devastating, and it. Like I said, it still bothers me. To me, Sexton didn't win that race. Yeah. AP won that race. 
through and through. There was nobody was catching him. But as Sexton and I, I, we were talking about it, and I said, "Don't you think Sexton's going to walk up to him and go, hey, man, <laughs> I've done this like seven times this year.' I hate that right <laughs> in this interview. You know, it's it's all right." He's like, "You know, I feel bad for AP, but you know, I, I know what it feels like yeah. all too well, and he does. <laughs> He's thrown how many away because of yeah. that? So." Yeah. It's a racing event. It happens. I, I know it all too well okay, when but it comes to that part of it. Forget the tragedy that happened to AP. Where did this ride come from? I, don't know, I he, mean, it's been building. He's been building. But the way he slung out of that whole shot yeah. was just out of this world. And he was gone right now. I, I was thoroughly impressed. We're obviously, I mean, AP is my wife Brianna's favorite rider. So Does she like the mustache and the mullet, though? I, she's got a picture. She loved it when he was in a sling last year in Daytona. Okay, she got a picture with him. I mean, he is—he is basically. He's a cowboy. I mean, that's for sure. he should be yours, like the handyman special. Like he—he he really is. Like he is. What was I say? Oh God, who was the? Who's the guy from Detroit? Why can I not think of his name? Down to down boogie. Who's the singer? The singer. Uh, it's in the big and rich, or whatever. No, 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 no. But there, there's a Detroit singer that like. Uh, We're not on a country music podcast. No, it's not country music. I then I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like he fits that like uh, I'm American. Uh, he fits that like he is. Man, that race, y'all. I just. But what's funny is he's from yeah. Ohio. Where yeah. the country sling? But the, what people don't realize is he actually does play guitar and sing, yeah. but he sings country music. Because yeah. he used to shoot videos before he kind of got too big. He was singing. On... I mean, where I'm from, shout out to all my Pennsylvania people. I feel bad for you guys right now. It's freezing. But, um, I mean, it's freezing down here. We're 50 degrees. It's it's cold here, I too. I got pants on, for God's sake. It's I got a long sleeve shirt and pants on. I'm about on, ready to so. turn the heater on in this thing. But um, <laughs> we're from Amish country. It's yeah. he's, about, he's the same area. If you move my area to his area, they'd blend right in because... Where I'm from, where he's from, I come from a town of like three thousand people. His his town's very small, Amish country yeah. style. So I understand it. I mean, obviously, I don't talk like that, y'all, but you people do down here. But right? I think, but I think that accent has been kind of. I think he's learned that accent a little. Yeah, bit. I, I don't know. he didn't talk like that when we met him no. years ago. You know, 2014. Yeah. Just a down to earth guy, but he's he's a good guy. He, all around, don't matter how he talks, how he plays. The, cow, the cowboy thing works for him. Yeah, he uh, contract year for him. Yeah, but I love that KTM cowboy hat. Yeah, I mean the the full blown race cowboy hat. Red Bull has bought into that. Like yeah. that, they're they've. I mean, because if you know anything about Red Bull's business strategy, they don't they don't screw around. Like they don't give their stuff away. They don't. Red Bull's very intelligent when it comes to marketing. Yeah. Um. So my question is, we don't know where he's going to go if he'll stay there, but his his. Two-thirds season performance. Has he solidified a ride next year? I would say so. I mean, I think he's going to get the opportunity to go wherever he wants. He's riding well. Yeah. He, he's he's solid. He's having some down nights, but he's still there. He's, he's but that still... but leading leading nineteen and a half minutes of a main. That that right there alone that solidifies the top guys and being six yeah. seven eight seconds ahead of the entire pack the entire race yeah. is I mean it's a mind blowing ride and he's still always there he's a consistent rider. Speaking of another strange character, congratulations Justin Hill. Welcome back to top. Welcome back. Yeah. Number seventh. 
Yeah, like, awesome ride. Th- and I guess he's dropped Race Day Live. I think he dropped that he's going to be doing World Supercross and on a team. And yeah. like, so, like, is, is he is this rededicated Justin Hill? I, I think so. I mean, he's. I was there he's when he showing finished. good performance. Yeah. He's he's riding well. He's he's in it. I mean, he. Yeah. It's not. They're not just there for fun anymore. So they're you know they're taking it seriously again. Both brothers. They're. Yeah. One's always been up there, you know. Both of them at the same time, or yeah. but to have them both in there again, and you know, riding hard, and I, I enjoy it. it. It's nice to see some of these older guys come in and do what what they're still doing. Yeah, and even coming back from not riding in forever. Oh, he was a sheriff's officer. Yeah, did he actually ever patrol? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't dig into his life too. Yeah, I, I, it's hard enough to manage my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have three wild kids, so oh, yeah, and yeah. two wild dogs, and a wife. And well, yeah, she's pretty passive though. Yeah, she gets in on that James Stewart deal. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything. There was some, there weren't any really the spectacular, the 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 uh, LCQ was fairly entertaining. By the way, what about uh, Chiz in the in the heat race? It is so weird to see Chiz trying to do takeout moves. He's not good at it. No. And he tried four times in the heat race. And, and then he had to go through the LCQ and then dominates the LCQ. And But I look at guys like that that just, that's not their, that's not their, their, their operandus, or what is it called, modus operandi. He's a, he's a rider on a yeah. rider. And, and watching him, I was like, Dude, this looks terrible. Like, it, it, this isn't you, man. Just, just ride and ride. Yeah, I mean, if, if he would, if he would ride and not try to do that, because that slows him down. <laughs> like, just, just ride your ride, and yeah. you're gonna pass the guys. I mean, you already know it. Why? I mean, it's, it's cool to watch for yeah. us. It's great, but it, <laughs> it's fail. Don't you wonder what Kate Clayson like? Kate Clayson's two riders ahead, and like, why does this yellow bike keep coming up inside of me? What, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. And. But that, I really, there wasn't any, I didn't really see, spec, nothing that caught my eye that I wanted to bring to the table as far as what this race was bringing. You know, like, yeah. it was kind of, that up front was where it was, This the, the battles in the back. There were battles in the back, but the racing was so good up front that as a fan watching on TV, we weren't really privy to what was happening in the back. Yeah. And you can look at results, but we don't know what was happening. So I don't really have anything else for 450, do you? No, uh, overall it was a, I mean, it was an awesome race to watch. Yeah, feel bad for AP, like I said, but um, on to next week, and we'll see what happens. Back to the two fifty west, back, right? Back to Washington. Yeah, Seattle. To Seattle. Yep. So the nice rainy cold, and yeah, we'll see what happens. And they've been having that area of the country. I mean, I think California has gotten big barriers, like six hundred something inches of snow, and like yeah, so All that. It ain't raining and snow. Oh yeah, so. so that 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 Pacific Northwest. I mean, it's a beautiful area, but you never know if it's going to be a swamp or if what's yeah. going to happen. And it's kind of a moonish style dirt. Um, I think 250 East has what four weeks off before they're back four at weeks. it again. So, yeah. uh, and one of those weeks, everybody will have off. Well, there'll be an off weekend. And I think, as a side note, I think that's where Derek and I are going to talk about our racing lives on that off weekend. There won't be much racing to talk about Supercross-wise, so I think we're going to talk about our racing lives. Yeah, we talk about us, how we met, um, give a good introduction on ourselves. I mean, obviously we met somewhere. Yeah. So uh, it's a cool story, too, really, Yeah. how we met. 
um, how we brought this to life. Exactly. Crazy, Let's, crazy world, but yeah. We, Let's dive into Daddy, uh, Daddy Motocross Life. Daddy Motocross Life was awesome this week. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be awesome this weekend too. But um, yeah, we we decided to race Dade City this week for their points championship race. Um, my four year old rides PW fifty. Uh, so he's in the 50 beginner class. Um, they only got a couple PW50 classes, so they all race together. Um, we, uh, it rained. It rained up there. The f- the kid is always pumped to ride, and it makes me so happy. I he's got, got a huge smile. Yeah, and he, the whole time he's riding, too. Yeah. And my oldest doesn't know if he wants to ride yet, and I'm, I'm not pushing the issue. It's, of course, I want to see him ride, but it breaks my heart when he doesn't ride, but We'll get there. Every every week now that, that Bowen's bringing home these trophies, as you can see, these are his trophies right here. Um, he, uh, my oldest, is, gets all butt hurt, and I'm dad. I'm racing next week. Well, good. You know, you got a race bike and a practice bike. They're just sitting there. Like let's let's use these things because yeah. Bowen can't touch on them. Yeah, I tried. Um, so Moto One, we went out. We had awesome practice. They new new track layout at Dade City. They kind of tamed it down a little bit, and they had a massive triple in the center. It looked awesome. I wish I could have could have rode it. Um, still battling these broken ribs. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this word out loud on the video and right. podcast. Management, management. I just want to ride the track. I don't gotta race it. <laughs> it was killing me not to race it. My mom looked at me. We were sitting there under our canopy. And my mom's like, "Wish you had your bike, don't you?" Stop. You're making this worse. So, but yeah, it was it was an awesome weekend. Moto one, we went out. Um, he he went down twice. They they had they actually had two double line sections at Dade City, which is oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, the kid doesn't use his brakes. He refuses to use the brakes, and at, at the beginning of his riding, I don't want to call it a career, but it is. Um, we pay, somebody pays for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're looking at looking at the the payments, but um, he doesn't use brakes, so he he went the inside of the double lane and he blew through the barrier. On a PW50, blew right through it. Um, he jumped over it and he went down. And he went, um, he got back up. He fought his way back. And he went down again on the the other double lane section. Did the same thing. He got PW50s are small. We're talking, you know, yay, yay high height for the berms on these double lanes. And he just he got up on the berm and the PW50 kind of powered <laughs> to run through that. So he went down again, but fought his way back to fifth um, in the first moto uh, after going down twice, which proud dad moment yeah, yeah. there um we got some rain then uh, i watched a couple of these other guys riding um everybody was running real well the rain actually helped that track because if anybody knows dade city we call it dade shitty for a reason i mean it is sandy it is nothing but soft dirt i mean it didn't it didn't the soft dirt did not help my ribs uh, i i destroyed my ribs at dade city but um that rain really, really compacted that track a little bit. And second moto, we went out. He actually turned his bike around uh, 180. And another proud dad moment, he stuck his foot down, spun that bike right around, and took off again. And we ended up fourth overall on the night. So um, making a lot of improvements from... I mean, you, you've seen him ride his first oh, yeah. his first E-Jam series race and yeah. just scared to death of it. Now he's, he's making moves. So, you know, we work with him every every week here. Here at, the, here at the mini compound, and uh, I ride the pit bike with them, uh, the old KLX 110, and we just, I pressure them and try to get him riding his turns, and he, he looked at me this week, and he's like, Dad, I really need to work on my turns. I'm like, buddy, we have a turn track in our yard. Like, I built you a turn track 
and it's specifically done, designed to ride turns. Like we, you, you, I mean, you know, you see it all the time, yeah. and it's it just it's crazy turns. And I even got an S turn in there. And he's like, "Oh, that makes sense." So you, so we ride that just to practice turns. I'm like, that's why I haven't even put any jumps down for you yet because turns are your problem. You don't need to be jumping. Yeah. He did jump. I I forgot to tell you all about this. So they have a. Um, after the finish line, there's a big double, and then you come around, and there's a. It's kind of like a step up deal, but uh, it's it's a hard it's a hard jump to hit. I, from experience, you you got to be on it to clear that jump. Um, the kid jumped it, and he didn't stand up. Now I've been I've been trying to tell him time and time again, you need to stand up on the face of a jump if you think you're going to jump. And with the speed that he's gaining, he's constantly getting some air at this point. I'm like, buddy, you got to stand up. He didn't stand up in that thing. Straight up in the... I mean, nose Willie, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. You know, this this going to end the night. He, he ended that thing, put it back down, and took off again. Still on the throttle the whole time. And he comes down just shaking his head. And I, he's still... He's, I mean, the kid's hauling, shaking his head. So we get off, and I'm like, you jumped. He's like, I sure did. I didn't know if I was going to make it. I'm like, why were you shaking your head? I don't know. I wasn't sure. Well, buddy, you did it. I mean, next time, now you understand what I'm telling you to stand up. Yeah. I don't teach you the stuff so it goes in one ear and out the other. But, yeah, we had an awesome weekend. I'm hoping to, excuse me, this weekend we have a, a uh, another race at Dade City. They're doing a big Easter egg hunt. So we're going to we're gonna go up Friday, spend the whole weekend. Um, they're doing, they'll do MX school on Saturday morning. I think I might ride that just to. Yeah, get some laps in. Yeah, yeah, see how the ribs do. It's um, controlled. It's controlled. It's fine. Yeah, there, there's no there's no hardcore competition yeah. in in the MX school, so I'll ride that and maybe even jump off and teach some of these kids a few things. And that would be a fun weekend. They, I think they hide like forty eight hundred eggs or something like that on wow. the, on the track, and they oh, put cool. they put them on the gate and drop the gate and let them go. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, it's just that, you know every man for themselves, a bunch of little savages running around stealing eggs. But um, then they have full track practice. The backtrack oh. uh, on Sunday, so you guys gonna stay up there all weekend? Yeah, but I pro- yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna go up Friday night. We'll stay till Sunday. Okay. I don't know if I'm gonna ride the big track. I, I don't, we'll see how the MX school goes and how the wife appreciates me riding. She, she already told me I'm done, but you know how that goes. I just gonna say it, management. One more time, management. Yeah, we're, yeah. hey, we're here, aren't we? I yeah. mean, we're, we're here. We're doing our thing. Or... And for those that don't know, Dade City Motocross is is one of the. God, it's 50, 50 years, I think, they've been. I mean, 50 years running. Um, and, and, and what's amazing is, yes, they've been there. They're 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 basically in Dade City, like Dade City proper. They're right next to the high school. On the fairgrounds. Yeah, they're, they're at the, the fairgrounds. fairgrounds. Um, last weekend, they hosted uh, Day in the Dirt South. Day in the Dirt is a race that has been going on in California for years. Um, Red Bull's now involved. And Dade City is the south part yeah. of that. So Day in the dirt down south. Yeah, and they run a massive track, and they, it's all weekend. So they also have their own point series. They're also part of um, Gold Cup, some of the other series that run. Um, they do have the capacity. They have their, their small track, but then they do have, for the big events, they have, man, they can expand that track a lot yeah, for the out, there, outdoor track. There's a whole other track in the back. Um so it's two it's two full tracks. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a good facility. They got their issues. They they're all gonna have their yeah. issues. They've been open since seventy nine, so yeah. what 
44 years. So we're not on 50 yet, but... Long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's... Obviously, they're doing something right right in the middle of Dade City. And yeah, and they still... And somehow there's an agreement. I mean, tracks get shut down out in the middle of nowhere, and Dade City's still operating... But it's produced James Stewart, Ricky Carmichael, a lot of big names, Jason Thomas, uh, Ronnie Renner, Ronnie Renner. The Ferries race there some, um, the young and the old. So there's I mean, I think Tishner, Cian Cirillo has raced there some. Uh, he was more up north, but all of these guys have come through there and, and done. R.J. Hampshire, yep, is a his, big one. His and... his sister was damn good racer. Yep. His dad was a really good racer because when I was going there in the nineties. With my nephew or my cousin, um, we that that was the show. That was Marissa Hampshire was on it. Like she was yeah. a racer, and his dad was really good too. Yeah, and the I mean the Lawrence brothers are doing their ride days there. Yeah. They're there all the time. I uh, I don't have my plaque out here. I should have. Uh, we got Ronnie Renner and Justin Bogle and um, Jet Lawrence. Somebody else is there, but they all signed a plaque that I won. Bogle. Bogles, yeah, but there was somebody else. I, I can't remember. Justin, Justin Bogle. We uh, we won the the Halloween costume contest there last year with our our NASA space yeah. shuttle. I'll have to see if we can put some pictures up for you guys. It was a lot of people that follow me on Facebook have seen it, but um, that was an awesome experience too. So, but they, they do a lot of things for the community like that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the Great Pumpkin Race. That's no, by no means safe. And no, they'll, no. they'll tell you it's not safe. And if you guys don't know anything about the Great Pumpkin Race, you need to look into it. It is an awesome race where literally they'll put two people on a bike and the, the back guy has to hold a pumpkin while racing the Dade City MX track. Yeah. And they're, they're not holding on. They're holding on to... I mean, they're, they're large pumpkins. And I, I, I shit you not, sitting on my lap, they're holding these pumpkins. These guys are jumping the jumps just like they normally would with a passenger on the back. They take their visors off. The passenger does so that, that he so can so he can get closer to the guy in the, and just in the front. hold tight. And then they have to don't they have to switch riders at the like so yeah they'll get up to the finish line and then they swap and then the yeah. other guy has to grab the pumpkin yeah. and then they make another lap. It is it's a it's a gnarly race. It's awesome. It's cool to see. Like I said, get on YouTube, look at it. Um, a little bit of self promotion here because it is it is something that you like we talked about in episode one. Everybody wants to ride Florida. There's a lot of cool things going on in Florida. All the motocross going on in Florida. But the cool track, there are the cool events like that and the stuff that Dade City does, like Day in the Dirt. I mean, it's just a, the the community atmosphere. It's just awesome. I think, and add to that community, you're never going to hear us downgrade or talk. We're going to talk about the series that are happening. We're going to talk about cool things like, for instance, Future MX. They had Tampa Motocross, Daytona, um, they took the just a truck and trailer out to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, then they didn't go to Indy because of the Day in the Dirt. Yeah, they, Future MX was a huge part of Day in the Dirt with Red Bull. They they did a five hundred. Their riders raced in the who sides ran the five hundred. Yeah, they ran the yeah. ran the five hundred. So one of the mechanics who was a good racer in his own right ran the five hundred. But their two riders, well, Cole didn't because he broke his arm. But Shive, Aiden Shive, won. The, yeah, so so Pooh Sipes last year. So I don't know if you know the Sipes family at all. Um, Ryan Sipes was the Iron Man at Day in the Dirt, yeah. the original Day in the Dirt. Um, he was so Pooh Poo Sipes came and won the Iron Man last year, kept it in the family, and now Aiden Shive, one of the future MX riders, uh, won the Iron Man on this a year. pre-modern bike. Yeah, he didn't even run his race bike. He ran a he ran a pre-modern bike. Well, they they talked about it because I you know we listen to their podcast. Obviously, we don't do a podcast without listening to podcasts and. Um, 
they talked about, or you know, RJ Hustis, he, he said, you know, we we could put some other suspension on there if you want to ride that. And he's like, nah, let's, let's ride the old one twenty five. So, but they wrote so, but they also the point of that was is they're involved. Not only are they trying to train guys, they have they have the future MX Pro team, but they have the amateur team, and they some of those guys raced this weekend. Not only was there Day City Motocross, the Supercross, mm-hmm. but there was also Florida Trail Riders Association, which is the Hair Scrambles, the Off Road Series. Yeah, we had I Four MX this weekend. I Four MX had a race, and then so Day City was kind of hopping because right off of Bellamy Brothers Road is this track that the Nature Coast Trailblazers put on a race, and it is this weekend. It was super dusty. I, I saw pictures and race reports this weekend from quads up to the pros. And let me tell you, I saw it was dusty. It was really dusty. Yeah, well, for the people that aren't in Florida, we haven't had a solid rain. We get, we did get a rain last week, wasn't it? But yeah. we haven't had a solid rain in four months. Yeah, it's it's it, we're we're in the very dry. We're in the arid part of our season, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's uh, the water will literally lay on top of the sand. It doesn't yeah. soak in right now. It's it's crazy. So this weekend they have this, and this track has been rated. It's nasty. I mean, there are roots sitting on top. It's. Mm-hmm. Last time I raced it, I was petrified most of the race because you're you're going through the woods third fourth gear because it's open, but you look down and you're like, oh please kick left, please kick, don't kick right, please don't kick right, <laughs> and then there's these fast field sections and there's some nice tight wood sections, mm-hmm. but it's actually been rated. But this weekend, Jesse Ansley, mm-hmm. one of the GNCC guys, Enduro guys, won the double A. Uh, Blake Yaras was second. Hunter Newworth. Hunter Newworth is a he actually teaches um, kids off road racing. He finished third. The stories I wanted to touch on: Vet A guy finished first in Vet A, sixth overall in the afternoon race, and then another Vet A guy finished tenth overall, second in Vet A. And I was like, "Dang man, old guys pushing it with the the." I mean, that's double A A Open, A two fifty, A two hundred, and then these Vet guys, and it's like and plus thirty, and. So A open was actually Logan uh, Lowry was uh, seventh overall, and they raced two hours in this field, and uh, so it was very dusty, very rooty, and but the track people love this track. This year they usually have a giant radar screen, yeah. And there's been guys that have hit seventy miles per hour on this radar screen. First comment I saw was, "Hey, where's the radar screen?" Well, they couldn't get it to work this year. Yeah, I've seen a couple. And people, couple were people were like, "Man, I want to see how I want to see if I got in fashion this year." But uh, I wanted to talk about some of the numbers. So, racing in Florida, everybody talks about the GNCC motocross racing, all this stuff. Um, GNCC, they're getting fifteen hundred riders. FTR is the second largest series in the country right now. Mm-hmm. This weekend, for just a random hair scramble in Dade City, there were one thousand and one riders by my count this weekend. In all classes, I'm talking the bikes, the quads, the peewees, and the peewee quads. There were 1,001 riders this weekend at the race. That's a lot of people in this area, and people don't understand the family environment. You've been to one, so you now understand. Um, We've been to a few. We've yeah. got a, a Bowen, who's our PW50 rider. They also do Stasic races, yeah. so you know we go to a few of them here and there. They're, but it's a, it's, it's just a. It's where you can go to Florida. It's, I can tell people, there's nowhere else you can go in Florida. You pay twenty bucks and you can camp all weekend. Yeah, 
it's dry camping, but it's it's a good time. I mean, yeah. these fields, There's food trucks, yeah, uh, vendors. I mean, you got all the parts you ever need yeah. there. You, it's just it's a cool atmosphere, and that's what we talked about last weekend. Just the or last week on our, our episode one, the the motocross community is just amazing. Yeah, and that's half the reason why we do what we do. We wouldn't have invested what we've invested into our kids' future, yeah. you know, without without having that community. I mean, if you go to a race and it's nothing but fighting, who would ever want to go? It's 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 always a good community. Of course, like I said, you get your you get your few families out there. We ran into one this weekend, but there. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not even going to elaborate on it because it's there. It's few and far between that you got some people that they they go out there and they wear their their factory gear and they're never going to be a factory yeah. rider and you know they they own the track and you know sometimes you deal with that but yeah um and i'm i i derek and i it's funny we get along so well i am so non-confrontational like i'll just i'm the one you watch my gopros and someone's coming up behind me in my enduros and i'm like oh i'm sorry like people are like why do you apologize I'm like, i don't want to get in anybody's way like and derek's a little more northeastern pretty hard yeah, I, <laughs> I don't wear flip flops, but people think my mentality is flip flops because I just kind of hang out. I mean, we're we're total opposite when it comes to attitude, I guess. But but you're the same I'm way. I'm calming you, down. You just said you're at the race this weekend, and I ain't going to deal with it because you just want your. It's about yeah. It, well, it's about I, that family. I, I'll tell you what I did. We were on the gate. No, you're not allowed to pack the dirt down in front of the gate. Yeah, I did for Bowen just a little bit. I mean, they they just groomed the track, Moto Two, and. The, the sand was so soft and I watched all these kids come off the gate the first moto and they were all over the place so I'm like I'm just literally because at Dade City there's a big gap in the gate so they're they're dug down in just like a lot of the modern um, the, you know the old modern gates there, there's a there's a trench and it's as wide as a PW50 tire so when they hit they hit that yeah. hole and then they get into that dirt and they just they're all over the place so I packed it down a little bit and he's like I'm going to tell you right now, you can't do that. I'm like, we're not an AMA-sanctioned event. He's like, well, don't get caught. I'm like, dude, stop. Like, it's fine. It's a PW50. I'm like, I've been racing my whole life. I know the rules. I, they're amateurs. It's a PW50 race at Dade City. Calm down. I'm trying to make sure my kid don't get hurt. Who's right beside your kid? You want him to plow into your kid and knock him over? I said I wasn't going to elaborate on this. And look, here That's we go. That's all right. So, um, yeah, they're... But they're every week they're screaming at their kids. One of their kids went down, and even if he watches this, I, that's fine. But they're screaming at their kids. One of their kids went down hard this weekend, and he ripped them right back onto the bike. Go, go. dude! Let the kid have his moment. Like yeah. I know what it's like to get hurt. There's, sometimes you don't want to finish the race. You don't have to finish the race. There, you're at a Dade City Points Championship race. You're not winning nothing except for some nice plaques. You know, some nice yeah. trophies. Or I don't know. I'm. I, I swore I'd never be that that moto dad and I I won't, you can hold me to it but yeah you're gonna run into guys like that everywhere but the majority of and anybody that's listened to this should know that um, the majority of the race community ninety nine point nine percent of the race community is nothing but help yeah um, if you remember remember when we were at Spider we all went to Spider that weekend. Yeah. We, we hung out. We camped out at Spider MX, and we rode. We rode there for a whole weekend. It was a great time. But we had a. There was a poor kid. They drove down from North Carolina on that PW50. Remember, oh, they yeah, couldn't yeah. get it running. Yeah. And I'm like, get that thing over here. Let's let's get it running. And and they were they're so grateful, trying to hand me money. I'm like, no, nah, no, just let the kid go out and ride. And 
we made we made that kid's day getting that bike running, and that's what it's about. It, it's for me now. It's about the kids having fun. Yeah, I still want to go out and ride, but seeing how how Bowen ended up, you know, this weekend, it was. I was I I come home fulfilled. I mean, we we had a, a great time, and I, this weekend's going to be awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I, so if you're in the town, if you're in the area, head to Dade City. Um, FTR is off this weekend. Uh, I think GNCC is off. This, so there's only thing only thing that will be happening this weekend is I don't know if there's a, I I four MX is running this weekend. I four MX got. I don't remember where that. Maybe Waldo. Okay, that might be a spider. I don't remember. But uh, they're a spider, and we'll talk about Seattle and. Um, we'll be coming to you if you got anything else for the motorcycle side. No, we can hear your 12 hours. So I am a racing fan. I grew up around racing and I mean car racing and I don't mean NASCAR. I mean road racing, uh, IMSA, SCCA. I had the opportunity this weekend to go to the mobile 12 hours of Sebring, which all you have to do is Google mobile 12 hours of Sebring IMSA. And it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing. And I had the opportunity this weekend. I went Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday, I uh, had the opportunity to hang out on pit road for a little bit during a race. I've seen your pictures. Yeah, well. it's pretty amazing. Um, don't know how I got on pit road. That's not important. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Had the opportunity to get there, uh, hang out, talk with some influential people. Friday, uh, met one of my uh, one of my friends who's she she's in the hospitality side of the racing and she hooked me up i spent the entire time with the vassar sullivan racing team um vassar sullivan races uh they race lexus and uh in the main series and i spent four and a half hours with their two truck drivers and tire specialists i learned so much about the sport of racing now there was a massive race going on at this time and i didn't care i could hear it but i'm a racing fan and a sport business fan and then on saturday i got to take michelle we went down and we hung out and we just walked the track and if you aren't a racing fan you can go to sebring and have a good time because let's put it this way there are men that dress up as cows there are people that set up scaffolding there is a live rooster on site that people have brought and put in a cage there's a fish tank there are people cooking there may be naked people at some point. It's a festival That's, that happens to be one of the most important races in the world happening at the same time. It's a typical racing community. Yeah. I mean, it's just a good time. Yeah. yeah. And there's campers everywhere, tents. Uh, there was a dude dressed as a spaceman, and I don't think he knew where he was. <laughs> Michelle and I drove around. We did about three laps in the car. You can drive around, and then we walked the track as well. But I had... So much fun. My, my parents were down there. I got to see my dad. My dad is uh, battling Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's sucks, by the way, but we'll get into that later. But my dad um, and my, my stepmom were down there, and one of my good friends, he races he races old-school Camaros and SCCA. He had a spot. So, like, I get to go down there, and I get to catch up with all these people. It's another racing community. They all know I race motorcycles, and they're like, ah, oh, man, we got to get you in a car. We got to get you in a car. And it's like... I'm I'm good. And they're like, you're getting old. And I'm like, I'm still having fun. But I have so much fun down there. And it's one of those things that I don't care where you race. I don't care if you're racing at your local dirt track doing ovals. En- embrace that community. Teach your kids about that community. And 
keep going because it supports the industry as a whole. That racing is supportive of that Sebring community for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Dade City does the same thing because people go eat. People go eat at the GNCCs. The motels are packed. The FTR races, the camping, the food, the the, the gas, the the convenience stores, all of it. I mean, yeah. Like we said, the the, the Florida alone is the heart of racing. Period. I mean, it's beautiful down here all the time. Yeah. So. We're not just making noise. We're not just making noise. No, it, We're it, teaching discipline. And we, there, there's a lot of people around here. Um, everybody knows that Florida's getting built and overcrowded, yeah. and we've got a lot of communities going in, and we're losing a lot of our tracks because of it, because of the noise. But what people don't understand is the, you know, what, what the racing brings to the community. That yeah, sure, it's noisy. I mean, not really though. But it, once a week. Yeah, and but it it provides jobs for everybody it provides and it, like we, we we swore to talk about the business of racing on yeah. this podcast and it's it, all the all the stores thrive then all down here food trucks are a, a massive thing yeah. and i know they're becoming a thing up you know up north and all around the country but and they're really good and we got many many hispanic food trucks down here and it, they're amazing i mean yeah. we they're delicious we, we go we get tacos <laughs> once a week at least and these these trucks and these these local businesses and everything thrives when this racing is town. Yeah. And people just don't understand that. I mean, like I said, you're, you're always going to get the Cairns. But the I, I wish people just sit back just for five minutes and be like, wow, you know, they, yeah. they brought in millions of dollars this week. And, you know, it's not just about the racing. It's, it's the entire community. So, I don't know, maybe someday somebody, right. somebody will get into it, but... Well, we've been 45 minutes shorter than we were last week. So, let's do this. We are self-sponsored. Derek, what's going on with DBS right now? Oh, we're busy. Um, so, DBS Handyman Services and Custom Fabrication is my business. Um, sponsors the podcast. Uh, we are slammed all the time. We actually work through Trey and Michelle Real Estate as well. Um, you just had dyslexia. you got to put the woman first. Michelle and Trey Real Estate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm staring at you. Pretty face. Can't open it. Her pretty face ain't here. So. Yeah. But yeah, we we stay busy all the time, and we take care of their uh, property management company as well, full-service property management. Um, and it's constant repair down here in Florida. A lot of people come here, they retire, they don't want to touch nothing, so that's yeah. where we come into play and supports our habits, and my kids racing, and we we keep them in business as well, so yeah, we're we're thriving. Awesome. Any big projects? Lots of them. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a never ending battle. It's like I, I do a lot of work down at Westgate River Ranch Resort, and it, that's that's a place where people really don't want to do anything but camp yeah. and have a good time. Enjoy. And, Go to the rodeo, drink yeah, some beer. I'm constantly getting. I actually just got a text today about some a ton of termite damage. A lady, a good customer of mine, just lost her husband this week cancer oh. cancer sucks yeah but uh she she found termite damage today on top of all things so um that'll be this week's project but we got a we got a couple full remodels down there and yeah go online look at the pictures of what he does his work when i say he's a craftsman i'm not joking he's a little rough on the edges but his, his <laughs> craftsmanship is outstanding when it comes to his work um Michelle and Trey Real Estate, we just got a new listing over in Lakeland uh five acres high and dry it's uh beautiful piece of property the house house is going to need some work or yeah. or a new house but but uh 
property management side. We got a couple new rentals. This area is just it's nonstop. And 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 poor Michelle, God bless her. She lets me kind of do this stuff and and go out in the community and be the. She doesn't. She she wants to work the business, and I want to grow the business, and, and I want to get us out there. And um, uh, between Michelle and Trey Real Estate, full service property management. Tonight I have my H and W Stable shirt on. DBS shirt on. But when we'll do our podcast here, when we talk about ourselves and you know how yeah. we met and all that, we'll, we'll d- dive deep into. Maybe one day we'll do one of the podcasts at the barn. Yeah, we can probably do with that. the horses. You know, they they own H and W Stables, as you yeah. said, and. An awesome place out there, but um, we could do one at the real estate office one time. We yeah. could, yeah, like we'll we could, dive, we'll dive into, like I said, we'll dive into our story and yeah. our business and you know how we met. That's how we met, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And if anybody's looking for a house in PA that wants to come to Florida, give me a call because I'm going to hook you up with these guys because you're not going to find any better realtors. So. And that's the two. Well, businesses. his wife. Let's, yeah, his get, wife. Trey's a different story, but. but these two businesses are the reason that we're able to sit here and do this. Yeah, and and, and we appreciate. Yes, there are ours, but we appreciate that freedom that those businesses bring us to be able to talk about the races. And we have, we both have amazingly supportive spouses who also allow us to be crazy yeah. and, and do that stuff. Yeah, I mean, hats off to them because yeah. they put up with us on a daily basis. Yeah. Trey will come and talk for four hours and <laughs> we'll sit out and drink a beer and chew some Copenhagen or whatever yeah. and just have a good time and while they're in there doing their thing and... You know, it gives us the freedom. It lets us do what we want to do, and we're having a blast. And I, I, you know, I hope everybody, everybody starts to enjoy this. And we get the word spread out, and we'd love to get some, some, get some of you guys on here and interview some people. And yeah, if, if you notice, we do have got a little more professional yeah, setup we, tonight. Last week, I was raw and uncut, and I, yep. you know, I, I put that straight into the straight into the Facebook post. And as you know, we're all we we got our Facebook page set up, and we haven't invited anybody yet, but. We're slowly getting the platforms ready to go, and yep. we'll be hitting iTunes here. Yep, we're in a few weeks. If you want, if you want to get the, if you want to get the podcast just straightforward, you can go to Podbean. Yeah, um, but we will be on all the major platforms. Yeah, uh, Google, uh, Pandora, uh, Apple. We're we're already underway. We're just waiting for all the approvals, yep. and um, and it will be at least weekly. There may be more than yeah. one, but there will be at least one a week. Yeah, um, we might have some interviews. Uh, race people, business people. That's the goal. I, I mean, also, what time is it? It's right now. HBI is having their uh, church service on yeah. Monday nights. Yeah. And if you ever you ever want in on that, get, shoot me a message. Um, yep. The HBI race team down here, owned by Matt Bell, uh, HBI uh, Tax and Accounting. Yep. Um, he's he's a great guy. He's a he's a preacher, uh, the motor preacher around here. Um, they own a race team. He's they are a huge sponsor in Future MX, and they have an awesome program going on. Love to get him and the RJ House on here someday, and um, they got a podcast as well with the Future MX team, and um, we'd love to talk to them at some point. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot going on, and um, any last words? No, I, thanks everybody for listening. We we hope this really starts to excel, and we're making it real. I mean. We're out there. We're getting yeah. out there. Like I said, we're hitting Apple. We're hitting Google. We're hitting uh, Pandora here soon. So, and we've already had a critique because I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with this. We're gonna yeah. wrap up with this tonight. That's fun. So we put out this raw podcast. We're just being us. Mom, I love you. <laughs> I hope that we are closer tonight than we were last week. I think we got quite the setup tonight, there, Sarah. <laughs>
I mean, come on. <laughs> and and with that, and on, and uh, with Derek Schaefer of DBS and Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate, we'd like to tell you good night and please enjoy Beyond the Curve. Y'all have a good night. See you on the next one. Bye bye. All right. Good job. <laughs>